Luke chapter 6, we're in a difficult passage of Scripture. And, and you know, this passage really pertains to Raven fans this morning. Because, uh, you know, you're going to need to learn how to treat people you hate like 49er fans after you take this drubbing this afternoon. Uh, well, at least you laughed. The first service didn't laugh at all. I, I think there's more Raven fans in our church than there are 49er fans. And I'm not sure why. This is California, but uh, probably Michael Orr has something to do it. And um, and what's that Lewis guy, Ray Lewis? He, he <laughs> I don't know. But uh, no, this is a message for everybody. Uh, this is another difficult message. Uh, we're in the Beatitudes, and um, Jesus was kind of laying out for us what a profile of a follower of his looks like. Um, and two weeks ago, we looked at the fact that um, followers of Jesus are willing to be poor. Um, they're, they're generous with their resources. They, they grieve over appropriate things. Um, they um, give of themselves. Uh, they're willing to deny themselves. They're willing to uh, suffer because others misunderstand understand them and um, uh, you know we look at passage two weeks ago and what we're looking at today you're not going to hear any prosperity gospel preachers preaching from this text I mean it just it just doesn't relate to their to their message uh, what they think about Christianity but uh, Jesus has some strong words for those who are going to be followers of his. And if you take his values seriously, you know what? You're going to be marked off some guest lists that maybe others are, are being invited to. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago was the inauguration, and there was a pastor that was scheduled to uh, give the benediction, Louis Giglio, that uh, suddenly became uninvited because uh, there was a tolerance crowd who kind of looked back into uh, Pastor Giglio's uh, archive of sermons over the years. And about 15 years ago, he preached a biblical message um, concerning homosexuality. And the tolerance crowd who prides themselves in uh, embracing all walks of life, suddenly became intolerant of someone who doesn't believe or hold to their values. And I don't know about you, but that, that's just the hype of hypocrisy. Okay? We'll be tolerant of you as long as you believe what we believe. That's not tolerance. Um, and, and tolerance isn't, you know, having to abdicate your beliefs or convictions, okay? Tolerance doesn't mean that you don't believe anything. Everybody believes something. But what true tolerance is, tolerance is, is treating people with dignity and respect in spirit of their difference of opinion, okay? That that we love. We may not agree, but we treat one another with dignity 
and respect. That is tolerance. And, uh, and folks, we live in a world that um, Christians are becoming more and more mi- marginalized. We're becoming more and more hated. And Jesus said that this would happen. He said, if they persecute me, they are going to persecute you. And uh, and what Jesus gives us instructions when we're being persecuted. He tells us to love, to love our enemy. And why are we to love? Because God is love. And when we love, we are no more like God. And when we love, especially our enemy, guess what? We are reflecting the image of God. We are like sons of the Most High, Jesus says in uh, verse 35. We will be like sons of the Most High. And Jesus is our example. Uh, We don't have time to read the text this morning, but if you go to John chapter 13, verses 1 through 30, uh, it's the night that Jesus is betrayed, and he's in the upper room with his disciples. And he does something that um, is an example to us. He washes the feet of his disciples. He He washes all of their feet, including Judas. Judas, who knows in his heart that on this night, he's going to betray his his master. And uh, and Jesus bends down and he washes even Judas's feet, who is going to turn him in. In fact, at the supper, uh, Jesus says, the, the person whom I dip the bread and give the bread to, he's going to be the person who betrays me. If you understand Palestinian culture, when a person dipped a piece of bread into the cup and offered it to to someone at the table, it was a symbol, it was a sign, uh, an invitation to special friendship. And Jesus, Jesus purposefully dips the bread into the cup. The Bible says he offers it to Judas. Even Jesus knowing what Judas is about to do, do he continues to reach out to judas desiring that relationship with him the bible says he takes takes the bread but then his heart becomes dark and he goes out and and does what uh he had he had uh, decided in his heart that he was going to do but in john chapter 13 verse uh 34 jesus tells his disciples love one another as I have loved you. So Jesus shows us what tolerance is. Tolerance is loving those who have values that are different from yours, even when they uh, physically or verbally or emotionally abuse you. What does Jesus tell us to do? He tells us to love. And this is a very hard thing to do. Why does he tell us to do this? Because he wants to set you free. You know, there's some of us here this morning, some people have done some really bad things to us. 
maybe over the years or maybe this last week. And you don't have love for them. You have hate. You have anger. And if they were to sit next to you right now in this service, you wouldn't be the same you. Because you're in this emotional prison. And you've got them locked in one. You're locked in one. And uh, you're miserable. Jesus wants to set you free. Jesus wants to set me free. And in order to do so, you've got to learn to love. I've got to learn to love. And what does love look like? How do you let go of your anger? How do you love the guy who you really want to punch? Well, let's look at Jesus' words, starting with verse 27. Luke chapter 6. But I say to you here, you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. This is going to be a very practical message this morning. Okay, you're going to leave this service this morning uh, not confused as to what you need to do if you've got an enemy this morning. Okay, very practical things. Moving on. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away from your away your goods. Do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High for he is kind to the ungrateful and the and the evil be merciful even as your father is merciful three things if you're angry how do you love your enemy number 1 do good to them do good to them there was a truck driver uh, that uh, went to a, into a truck stop in the Midwest, he ordered a, a hamburger, fries, and and, uh, and Coke, and was sitting at the counter, and he'd just been served his food. Just at that moment, three motorcycle guys walked in. I mean, these were big, Harley Davidson-type dudes, you know, intimidating personalities, um, and they saw this truck driver at the counter. He was kind of on the frail side. And they just started harassing them. Him, he took his. They took his hamburger. One guy started to eat his hamburger. Uh, the other guy started eating with his fries. The other one took the coke, started drinking his coke, and just, uh, just really messing with him. The guy just sat there quiet. And then he just got up, asked for his bill, went to the cashier, cashier paid for his his dinner, and walked outside. 
and uh, the motorcycle guys were in the restaurant saying, oh, man, that that wasn't much of a man, was he? And uh, just really p- proud of themselves, gloating over what they'd just done. And, and the waitress was watching this truck driver out in the parking lot, and she said, well, I don't know how much of a man he is, but he's not much of a truck driver either. He just ran over three motorcycles outside. <laughs> Now, I don't think that's what Jesus had in mind when he talks about doing good. He says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. What what does doing good look like? Watchman Nee, he was a, um, a church leader in China in the early 20th century. Um, he talked about a Christian who owned a, a rice paddy. And uh, each day this uh, farmer Christian would get out and he would flooded his rice field. Well, next to his rice field was another rice field that was owned by a communist uh, atheist. And that farmer would take the board that separated the two fields. He would lift the board, and all the water from the Christian's field's rice paddy would drain into this other man's field. And that happened, that went on for days. And the Christian was thinking to himself, God, what am I going to do? You know, um, if this continues, I'm not going to have a rice paddy field. And then God gave him an idea. Christian went out and he flooded his own field. And as he was flooding his field, the board was up. And he was really flooding his neighbor's field. And after his neighbor's field was filled, he put the board back in place and then he flooded his field. He chose to do good. You know what? That spoke volumes to this atheist communist. And the man, the men became friends, and soon the communist gentleman became a believer in Christ. That's that's doing good to your enemy. Do you have an enemy this morning? Is there something good you could do for that person this week? Jesus says not only should you do good, but loving your enemy means doing good, but he also says... Bless them. Verse 28. Bless those who curse you. Is that your first response? It's not my first response. You know, my flesh comes out. I want to get defensive and defend my turf or whatever. Jesus says, bless those who curse you. What does that look like? Well, um, there was this lady who had some chickens, raising chickens, and they were in this hen, this this pen. And uh, a couple of her prized chickens got out of this pen and got into her neighbor's yard. And her neighbor was just a real grouchy old man. And that guy saw these these uh, these hens in his garden, and he just went irate. He went out there, he captured these chickens, and he wrung their necks, and then to- tossed them back over into his neighbor's yard. And here, this lady sees her dead chickens, and what does she do? 
she takes those chickens and she pulls the feathers off and does what's necessary to cook those chickens. And she made pot pies out of those chickens. And she took one of those pot pies over to her neighbor's house. And she said to her neighbor, I am so sorry my my hens got out, and I'm going to try to do better to keep those those chickens inside their pen. How did that man feel? Shame. And he apologized for his reaction and what he had done with those chickens. This lady chose to bless her neighbor. Folks, you got some people who are ticking you off right now? And your reaction has been 180 degrees different? Folks, choose to respond differently. We can respond in one of two ways. We can respond with a bucket of water, or we can respond with a tank of gasoline. Okay? And if you want to diffuse a tense situation, Jesus says, do good. Bless those who curse you. Get a bucket of water and be a blessing. Pour out blessing on that situation rather than making a situation worse through gasoline. Love your enemies by doing good, by blessing. And then Jesus says, third third way you can bless your enemies is by Praying for them. Praying for them. Verse 28 says, Pray for those who abuse you. Some of you here in this service have been abused physically in your past. You've been abused emotionally. And what's happened in your life has just dominated your emotions, your mind. Some of you can't sleep at night. I mean, you'll have you'll have nightmares, and you'll be thinking of this individual who's abused you. And it may not be abuse; you may have an enemy in your life, and. And um, But you have sleepless nights as well. I mean, this person, this circumstance monopolizes your emotions. Jesus wants to set you free. And Jesus is encouraging us this morning to love our enemies, do good, bless, pray. When was the last time you prayed for the person who has hurt you. You know, in praying for that individual, a lot of what that means is emptying yourself of any ill will towards this individual. Praying for them is asking God to to bless them, to make their lives fruitful. And folks, Jesus is telling us to do something that is very unnatural. We can't do this in the flesh. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus wants to set you free. And his solution, 
We want you to pray for them. Now, don't pray the way this um, country western writer, uh, songwriter, um, prayed for his enemy. I don't know if you've heard this song. It came out a few years ago from by Jaron in the Long Road. But, uh, you know, a guy went to a service similar to this and this message, and this is how the song goes. He says, I haven't been to church since I don't remember when. Things were going great till they fell apart again. So I listened to the preacher as he told me what to do. He said, you can't go hating others who have been who have done wrong to you. Sometimes we get angry, but we must not condemn. Let the good Lord do his job and you just pray for them. I pray your brakes go out running down a hill. <laughs> I pray a flower pot falls from a window sill and knocks you in the head. I pray your birthday comes and nobody calls. I pray you're flying high when your engine stalls. I pray all your dreams never come true. Just know whatever you are, wherever, whoever, wherever you are, honey, I pray for you. I'm really glad I found my way to church because I'm already feeling better and I thank God for his words. It's not the kind of prayer life we're talking about here. <laughs> All right? We're praying for their best and not their worst. You know, again, it seems like Jesus is telling us to do the impossible. I mean, look at verse... Look at verse uh, 29. He says, To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. As you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. And if, if we followed that words... I mean, the Christian community would have nothing. And all the aggressors, all the mean people, the the uh, abusers, they would have everything. What? How can we live this? What is Jesus saying? When someone slaps us on the cheek, turn turn our other cheek to them? What's that mean? Um. You have to understand Palestinian culture. You know, when um, Middle Easterners, when they greet each other, they didn't greet each other with a handshake. Uh, they greeted each other with a hug, a kiss on the on the cheek. And it was a sign of a re- relationship, affection. And, uh, you know, when someone... Would slap a, when someone slaps us on the cheek or does us wrong, you know what's what's our typical reaction? We react in one of two way, two ways. One way is, how can a person have done that to me? And so we seek revenge and we want to scratch their eyes out, you know, and just make their lives miserable. Or we ignore the situation. You know, um, we say, well, I don't want to deal with it. And so we just forget about it. 
And that's not how we're to respond to you. Both of those ways are unhealthy. Both of those ways are selfish. We're thinking of ourselves. Jesus says, turn the other cheek. And what that means is, you know what? No, we need to pursue the relationship. People have done us wrong. We need to do good to them. And in doing good, we need to go to them in, in humility, in love, non-resentment, being prayed up, okay, getting the flesh out of ourselves and say, you know, that hurt or that was wrong and try to work things out. Hear their story. You know what? They've got a story. Hurt people hurt people. And instead of getting revenge or ignoring it, well, we need to go prayed up and we need to pursue the relationship and we need to talk. You know, sometimes I've tried that, but I haven't been prayed up. I'm kind of full of myself and I come across as condescending and want my opinion heard and it doesn't go very well. Jesus says, turn the other cheek and pursue the relationship and work on the issue. If necessary, be generous, give, but don't ignore it. That's love. You know, if we just ignore it and that person goes on and continues to be mean, you know, that's not doing good to them. We need to get their attention, help them to see that what they're doing is wrong. Pursue the relationship. My friend, as long as you continue in anger and bitterness and resentment, You're not destroying them. You're destroying you. Jesus wants to set you free. Jesus wants you to love your enemy. And I'm not saying, he's not saying you got to be best of friends. No. But as long as we hold on to what's inside, you know what? It affects us in three ways. Number one, it affects us physically. Um, studies have shown that anger causes blood pressure and breathing rate to increase, which causes strain on your heart, making you more susceptible to heart attacks and stroke. It triggers headaches and leads to abusive behavior. It breaks down your immune system and causes you to be susceptible to various diseases. Not only does Anger affects you physically, but it affects you emotionally. It makes your judgment less effective and leads to bad decision-making. Outbursts can cause, cause us to be embarrassed in public. There's feelings of guilt and depression, and not many people will enjoy being around you. Do you know anybody like that? We're holding on to their pain and their unforgiveness, and they're real liberal about telling you all about this person that they hate, that they've done wrong to them. After a while, you don't like to be around that person. 
Jesus wants you to let it go and to learn to love. And third, it affects you spiritually. Why? Because the essence of God is love. Not anger, not hatred, love. And when we have anger and hatred towards someone, we are living contrary to God's command, to God's image, and who he has created us to be. Love. Psalm 68, 18 says, If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So this morning, is there someone in your mind who just monopolizes your day because of what they've done to you? You're in a prison this morning, and that person is in a prison. Jesus wants you to love. And how do you love? Three ways. Do good. Bless those who curse you. And pray for them. There's no gray area here. He's given you instructions. And so maybe it's today. Maybe it's this week. What are you going to do to love your enemy? Let's pray. Most of us have a name that we're thinking of right now person who maybe has done something years and years ago, but you continue to experience the consequences of that behavior. What will you do to love them? Is there someone that you've been avoiding and you need to turn the other cheek and pursue them and work things out? Not so that you can be the best of friends, but because you can be free. You can be like Jesus. And you can be you, whom you haven't been for a very long time. Jesus, your words are very clear. There's no gray area here. Father is whoever you desire for us to pursue this week. I pray that you would give give us the strength and the courage, the humility, the emptiness of ourselves to work things out. These are hard words. 
These are words that will free us to be us, who you've created us and designed us to be. Lord, I pray, pray for the power of your Holy Spirit to work on hearts. And Lord, as a result, I pray, I pray for good night's rest. I pray for peace in the middle of the night. Show yourself to be very powerful and very real as we obey your words. In Jesus' name, amen.